Casey, are you there? I'm here. Uh, hi there, Casey. Hi, you made coffee. All right. Did I make coffee? I no, made coffee. No, you made coffee. But <laughs> hey, if you want to give that credit to me, <laughs> I will definitely take it. We have coffee, so I'm here and I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about things Republicans don't want to hear. Yeah. Specifically the Christian right. Uh, they are definitely not going to want to hear this episode. So if you have a friend, share it with them. <laughs> that that is Christian part of the Christian right. Um, we're talking about like general for general welfare laws today, and and uh, all of that that's within the Bible. Um, mainly, uh, they're talking about this shit to separate themselves from the theocratic nations that surround them. Um, non theocratic nations. Oh, non theocratic. Sorry, non theocratic. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that can't. in there. Sorry, it's early still. Um, it's also really hard to read his writing because he's an engineer. I read it fine. I forgot to put in non. Oh. Thank you very much. Oh, my okay. bad. I can read it fine. This thing right here that looks like a little squiggly squiggle it says, it says animals. animals. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> we're going to get there, guys. So we're talking about fairness and equal protection. That's definitely something Republicans don't want to hear. Also, another thing is rules for benevolence that Republicans always want to throw in the face of liberals and everything. But uh, it's going to talk about shit like giving to the poor, which we know Republicans don't like to hear at all. <laughs> um, there it, are some very philanthropic, like, Republicans. Yeah, but those are more center-right Republicans, not oh. really the Christian right or any anybody on that side. Like, the center-left right and pure center, it's a very narrow field right now. <laughs> like, it's pretty, like, it, it's really narrow, and then the rest are just fucking crazy. That's how both, for, I mean, in my personal opinion, that's how they both are. Well, that's why I'm saying that the center is very narrow because it's on both sides. It's yeah. not like the liberals are better or like the far left side's any better than the far right side. They're both fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, uh, duties for respect and support. We're going to be talking about parents, which may or may not include killing children. Um, and then there's elderly, widows, orphans, uh, blah, blah, blah. Don't fuck your neighbors. And then um, don't kill animals. <laughs> While killing animals for cleanliness and shit. And then there's rules of war, um, prepping for battles, like rules for sieges. And then we're going to talk about marrying uh, captives as slave wives. So (laughs) I hope that you guys are ready for this shit because we're going to blow some Republican minds today with knowledge from the Bible that they are not following at all. Of sure. course, there was that whole immigration thing when Jesus was an immigrant in the story itself. Yeah. It, it's really weird. Anyways. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. pretty good, too. I like my coffee. Yeah. Um. So, uh, to start off today, though, I would like to know what everybody is drinking, like uh, like coffee-wise or anything. Like, what kind of coffee do you like or do you not like coffee at all? We want to know these important questions. Leave them in the comments. Do you drink tea or Irish coffee? Mm. Or maybe you know, it's not morning there and you're having a beer. I don't you know. You know, I have some whiskey in there. I could make Irish coffee. No. anyways heathen so you heard (laughs) what we were going to be talking about today so let's dive on in casey what's first up so first up we are going to well let's start off here by saying that 
these rules that we're going to that we're going to begin with the general welfare laws they are basically to set the israelites apart from the other nations around them that are non-theocratic um they're going to talk about giving protection to the weak the poor the strangers the idea is that this code is supposed to um give people general principles of fairness and explain how equal protection works, which I think is really interesting because that's not at all a biblical um, foundation, but that's okay. Um, Well, I think that they're talking about equal protection for like those that are within their social group and not like, well, so it says people in general. Well, so these laws are supposed to apply to citizens and non-citizens. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're supposed to, the whole idea is that, you are supposed to take care of the most vulnerable in society. That's the idea of this. Now, we don't really see that in application today for the most part, but... Well, no, I mean, if you look at the Christian right, they're constantly throwing around the Ten Commandments and everything, but they seem to forget this part right here. (laughs) This must have been written by a liberal, I'm just saying. (laughs) Because well, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain a Republican version of this particular Daily Bible would have just skipped over this part. Like, then there's some stupid fucking liberal shit. We're not even going to cover it because they were dumb as fuck. Well, I mean, I don't know. You and I really are disagreeing on this because you said it a couple of times. So um, I completely disagree with the fact that the religious right are not charitable at all in any way, shape, or form. I think that's completely ridiculous. Politically speaking, they don't like welfare. Okay. But as far as taking care of the poor, feeding the poor, um, donating clothes and extra products to the poor, working in soup kitchens, like that is something that the religious right does all the time. I grew up doing that all the time. And so I completely disagree with that. Honey, the religious right just took away like the free lunch program from like several thousands of kids and not to mention the fact that they are totally removing like a lot of of protections for the poor okay i understand that which is why i preface the entire thing with from a political standpoint i agree however from a like people who go to church on sundays people who consider themselves christian and republican they do charitable stuff all the time. Well, I'm not talking about like, but that's what this is talking about. Well, I understand that, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking more on a large scale, like as far as like the Christian right goes, as it affects our government. Right. Because which is these why are separa- laws. Well, these are laws. Yes. But the things that they're talking about are feeding feeding the poor and things like that's what they're talking about so like well yeah but what i'm saying is is that i get that there are some christian right uh people out there that go to soup kitchens there's a lot well okay well i i get that uh i get that that some of them do Mm -hmm. but uh when you i just don't think that you can really defend the christian right as a whole when they take away like you know uh, uh like the the free lunch program well, right. from kids but you're applying that to the religious right as a whole when the people who are doing that are politicians and there are far fewer politicians than there are regular people and you know 
regular people don't get to vote on these things. So if there was a if there was a bill up that said, do you want to take away school school lunches, free school lunches from people under this income level? Um, I would imagine that what happened in Congress and what would happen by popular vote are probably two different things. Okay. Well, I mean, I would I would say that the the people voted those politicians in, so well, they did, but you don't get to vote on individual things. Well, I so, get that. I mean, I just because of how I grew up and what I've seen in and in, in my life and what I know other people do because of um, religious based organizations and the things that they do, they do tons of charitable work, tons and tons and tons and tons. Now, I'm an anti theist, so I think that the good that they do does not outweigh the harm that they do. So, I. I don't think that just because they feed the poor means that they're good. I'm simply saying that saying that the religious right doesn't at all agree with any kind of benevolence or taking care of the poor at all is completely wrong. Political discussions on GE. <laughs> Politically speaking, you're right. As far as the Republican Party platform goes, you're right. As far as the religious right as a whole group, you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, in your opinion, I'm wrong. I would want to know what everybody thinks in the comments. So, like, do you think that I'm wrong or do you, do you think that Casey is right or vice versa? Let us know because <laughs> obviously we're disagreeing and, and which I still disagree with you. I don't think that I'm wrong. Okay. So. That's all right. We don't have to agree on it. No. Okay. So. You ready? Yes. We're starting in Leviticus. So this first section with the general welfare laws are Leviticus chapter 19, 23 and 25 and Deuteronomy's chapter 23 and 24. Um, so excess crops for the poor. Uh, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord, your God. So basically it's saying leave. Don't take all of it. Take most of it, but leave some so that the poor and the and the just, and the strangers have just the, the the shit that falls on the ground. Don't pick that up. I mean, just <laughs> get the shit, the good shit off the vines. Leave the like the questionable shit to the other people. Well, no, it says don't go to the very edges. I mean, it does say don't pick up the stuff that's dropped. Don't go over a second time. Like, yeah, it does say that, but it also says don't go all the way to the edges. So you leave some. Okay. Okay. Um, excess crops for others. When you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back to get it. Leave it for the alien, the fatherless and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat the olives from your trees, do not go over the branches a second time. Leave what remains for the alien, the fatherless and the widow. When you harvest the grapes in your vineyard, do not go over the vines again. Leave what remains for the alien, the fatherless and the widow. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. That is why I command you to do this. So <clears throat> I do think it's interesting that instead of harvesting all of it and then giving it to those people, they just leave it out in the field. But to be fair, these people could be like walking through or homeless or whatever, you know, they could. And, and they're not just going to go up to somebody's door and be like, hey, can I have some food? They'll right. just go out in the field and get food. Yeah, I could see that. 
Um, okay, so limitation on recipient. This is in Deuteronomy 23. If you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat all the grapes you want, but do not put any in your basket. If you enter your neighbor's grain field, you may pick kernels with your hands, but you must not put a sickle to his standing grain. Oh, okay. So you're allowed to go into other people's fields and... You, you know, honestly, this sounds a lot like communism. Mm. Socialism? Or socialism, maybe. I don't know. But just the, the whole idea of, you know, your property isn't your property. It's communal property. It kind of seems <laughs> like a forerunner to that kind of thought process. Well, I mean, it it's the Israelites' property. Remember the whole thing about how it doesn't belong to anyone and you have the seven years and the... Well, right, yeah. which would be communism or socialism. Yeah, but it's not run. It's not really government-like. Well, no, I'm, well, I'm not saying that it that it is that. I'm mm -hmm. saying that it is comparable to that in that there's no private property. It's all owned by the state. Well, it isn't owned by the state, really. Well, it, it's it, it's not exactly their private property either. I mean, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. It's. I mean, it's their land. Yeah. I mean, but, other people can walk on it, but I mean, that's how. Well, and apparently take food. Well, like, yeah, you leave it for them. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Um, maintaining the poor. If one of your countrymen becomes poor and is unable to support himself among you, help him as you would help an alien or temporary resident so he can continue to live among you. Do not take interest in any kind from him um, or excessive interest. So don't you can take interest, but not excessively. Um, I don't know why you would try to take interest from the poor. Like, OK, they don't have money to pay the regulars. So why would you charge them extra? Anyways, yeah, I don't know. that's how society is set up anyway. You know, people with the worst credit have the highest interest rates. Um, but fear your God so that your countrymen may continue to live among you. You must not lend him money at interest or sell him food at profit. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. Okay. So you're not supposed to sell him food at profit, but you can sell him food. Just at base price. So to where you're not making a profit. Right. Well, I mean, we know, you know, most people nowadays just care about that profit. Pretty much. That's true. Um, are you ready to move on to duties of respect and support? Yep. Okay. So parents, um, parental honor. So this is Deuteronomy chapter five. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that I may live long in the land of Oh, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Uh, Leviticus 19. Each of you must respect his mother and father. Uh, Exodus 21 and Leviticus 20. If anyone crushes his father. Oh, sorry. Crushes. Curses. <laughs> Anybody crushes their father's nutsack. You shall be killed because who the fuck would do that? What kind of monster are you? You savage. If anyone curses his father or mother, he must be put to death. He has cursed his father or his mother, and his blood will be on his own head. Can you imagine a little three-year-old kid being like, fuck you, daddy? And it's like, well, shit, now I gotta kill you. 
<laughs> the Lord commandeth, and I taketh away your life. Yeah, I was planning on you working in the field, you little bastard. Honey, we're gonna have to have another kid. <laughs> this one's fucked. <laughs> um, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-one: a rebellious son. Uh oh. Uh huh. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a profligate and a drunkard. Now he's a drunkard? (laughs) All of a sudden, there was no alcoholism in this at all before. Um, then all the men of the town shall stone him to death. Uh, you must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. I love how they rule with fear. I mean, I don't love that. I'm being sarcastic. I think that's ridiculous. It's a terrible way to rule. Um, I mean, some would argue that it works. Like you can control it. You can control people that way. But um, I just think it's bad. It's, it's just not humane. Okay, so I don't know what profligate, 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 profligate. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what that meant, so I looked it up, and it means recklessly extravagant or wasteful in the use of resources. So this is kind of like the asshole who will turn on like the sink and leave it on for an hour and not use it, like that kind of thing. An hour. See, like, I think it's wasteful to turn it on and leave it on the entire time you're brushing your teeth. The fuck? You don't need that water. Like, I just saw a picture. I just saw a story about um, this country, and I can't remember what it's called because I had actually never heard of it before, um, where it showed a bunch of gallons, like gallon jugs, Mm -hmm. filled with what looked like um, murky tea. Right. And that's their drinking water. And it's like we have so, we have fresh drinking water, we have fresh water here, clean water here, and like people just let it go down the drain while they're brushing their teeth. Turn your fucking water off while you're brushing your teeth. Get the toothbrush wet, turn it the fuck off, and then turn it back on when well, you're ready. I mean, we mostly have fresh water. I mean, like Flint, Michigan's pretty fucked still. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Something <laughs> needs to be done about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, if if the like the sons or whatnot that are 30 years old living with their parents and they, you know, turn on the water the entire time they're brushing their teeth and drink and, and drink also (laughs) would be brought out to the people or to the gate, uh, the gate Uh so that they could be stoned to fuck. Yep. And then, and then of course you're supposed to go about and tell all of the Israel, the other Israelites about it so that everyone will be afraid. Yep. Okay, elderly, Leviticus chapter 19, 32, rise in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly, and revere your God, I am the Lord. Oh, okay. So stand up when an old person walks in the room. That would be awkward. Yeah, it would be. I don't do that. I mean, I work with a lot of old people. I don't do that. I stand when the, when the generals walk in. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that, but I mean, just any old person walks in, you're supposed to get up out your chair. How are you supposed to get any kind of work done? Like if you work <laughs> in an office where just it's old people everywhere. I mean, I don't know. Walk in and you stand up and Marty's like, what the fuck are you doing? It'll be like a Catholic mass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except missing the kneeling, which I'm sure we could figure that out. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, widows and orphans. Exodus chapter 22. Care for survivors. Do not take advantage of a widow or an orphan. If you do and they cry out to me, I will certainly hear their cry. My anger will be aroused and I will kill you with a sword. Your wives will become widows and your children fatherless. Did he just say he would get a hate boner? Yep. And then, <laughs> and then kill somebody with it. <laughs> I will get a hate boner and I will fuck your heart. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, he says, basically, if you mistreat widows or orphans, he will make your wives and children, your wife and children, uh, orphans and widows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you imagine a soldier on the field and he's like, oh, my sword broke. What am I going to use now? And he grows a hate boner. He's like, ah, and he starts like stabbing people in the chest with his dick. How the hell is he going to get to somebody's chest with his dick? I don't know. Jump up in the air. In Do ninja spirit. things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You Punch think, him in the face and then knock of, him down to chest level. Uh, really weird things. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, strangers. This is Exodus 22, Leviticus 19, and Leviticus 24. Let me guess. They don't go with stranger danger. No, they don't. When an alien lives with you in your land, do not mistreat him. Now, this, when it comes to the Christian right, I entirely agree with you. I feel like they mistreat people who they think don't belong here. All the time. Go back to your own country. Mm -hmm. I come from Oakland. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm from New Mexico, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so it says, The alien living with you must be treated as one of your native born. Love him as yourself, for you were aliens in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You are to have the same law for your alien and the native born. I am the Lord your God. So, same laws for aliens and native born people. You know, which is kind of odd because I remember Trump talking about how – or maybe it wasn't Trump, but it was just part of that whole section of politics was like, oh, a, you know, the illegal aliens aren't really citizens, so they don't get the same right to due process. It's like, well, that's not what God says in his good book, <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, I agree that people who are living here illegally do not have the same right to um, – as far as legally speaking – don't have the same right to all of the benefits as a citizen, right? Mm -hmm. But as far as due process goes, I don't I, – I feel like they're a person and they should have due process. I mean, should they be allowed to file for disability and get it? No. Should they be allowed to file for food stamps and get it? Legally speaking, no. Um, but, you know, as far as due process goes, why should they not be allowed to have due process? Well, yeah, I don't understand that. But also, you know, like the whole immigration thing, Jesus was an immigrant. And, you know, I don't know why, like if Jesus were to fly in the country today, the Republicans would just kick him out. I Unless mean, to be quite honest, it's like, you look a little bit like, okay, so why don't you just go back to your country, okay, buddy? Listen, unless you are a 100% Native American... <laughs> your heritage is immigrant so we've all we we've all come from someplace and even the native americans came here from you know what i mean like it's it's just like we've all we've all done that yeah most of us 
you know, who are listening to this were probably born in the country you live in for the most part. But like, I don't know, I feel like the biggest problem with Republicans in government is that they forget that these people are people. They talk about them like they're things. And I don't and I don't understand that like immigrants, they're trying most of them. Sure, there are uh, drug runners, there are smugglers, there are there are in the and the people who smuggle people, that is horrific and and those people should definitely not be allowed to be here. Um, or in in one of our prisons, that would be fine too. Um, but for the most part, these people are just trying to come someplace where they're not going to be in danger every day of their life, make a better life for their kids, for their family, and just try to be like people and make it like I feel like that's what we're all trying to do you know mm-hmm. like I moved when I moved to Alabama from where I used to live I came here for a better job to try to make a better life for myself and that's what they're doing too so I don't really understand the whole idea of being pissed people being pissed about that um okay so are we ready to move on to deaf and blind Yes. What do we do for the deaf and blind? I'm guessing it's not punk them. Uh, Leviticus chapter 19, respect for the handicapped. Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Who the fuck would do that? An asshole. (laughs) But fear your God, I am the Lord. So like, (laughs) like, who would just be like, oh, hey, GE, you see that blind fuck coming down the road? Why don't you put something in their path? It'll be funny. Wouldn't that be funny? Why would anybody do that? I don't know. Go fucking trip yourself. <laughs> Motherfucker. That would be, that would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, how about I put down a stone in front of you and trip you? How would you like that? How about I cut your eyes out and do it, huh? Oh, damn. Let's get savage up in this bitch, you huh? You got fucking Puerto Rican on it. Cutting I know. people's eyeballs out. <laughs> don't make me get out my switchblade. <laughs> hey, I put that switchblade in the back of that drawer on the bottom so you couldn't fucking get to it easy. All right. Um, neighbors. You ready? Okay. Leviticus chapter 19. We're also going to hit some Exodus 23 and Deuteronomy 22. Slander is prohibited. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Um, this is the this is this right here. The next coming up is called the second law of love. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so that you will not share his guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbors as yourself. I am the Lord. Oh, okay. So th- this this was in the Bible before Jesus. Yes, this was in the Bible before Jesus. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 17 and 18. Oh, okay. Seems like Jesus was just repeating shit in the Old Testament then. Just the good shit of the Old Testament. It seems kind of seems like the New Testament is just kind of rewriting the shit from the Old Testament and taking out all of the brutal stuff. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing that a lot of people, apologists generally make a lot of excuses for the bad stuff. And they're like, well, that may be bad, but look over here at this bright, shiny, wonderful thing. And yeah, saying don't seek revenge, don't bear grudges, love your neighbor as yourself. Those are good things. Those are good lessons. And I think good moral, you know, things, good ways to base your, good things to base your morality on. Right. If I could ever get it out. (laughs) (laughs) 
My point is, is that it just seems like people were looking to the Old Testament to generate what Jesus would say. Well, sure. I mean, in that time, one of the things is that the the Jews at the time were really, Jews at the time were, generally speaking, tired of all of the ceremony, tired of a lot of things that were, that these laws, all of these laws, following all of these laws, you basically can't do anything else with your life except for follow laws and apologize for being a fucking human being, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, Jews were looking to they, – they wanted to follow the good parts and not necessarily the bad parts. You know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily agree with all of the things that were going on here. So as, as society developed, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that happens. As society develops, things change. So I feel like the earliest Christians were wanting, well, the Jews that would eventually become Christian, I feel like they wanted to be better and do and, and focus on the good things and leave out the bad things. And so I think that's what they kind of tried to do. Yeah, probably. I mean, because, I mean, they were just they were creating a new religion based off of Judaism. So it, it would make sense. Well, yeah. And I mean, you can't just decide. I mean, at this time, especially given the consequences in the Israel nation for not following the rules were harsh. So in order to be able to not follow some of the rules and follow the ones you like, then basically you had to create a prophet, right? You had to create something that would say, yes, this, I I understand this old law. However, let's be better. Let's do better. But, but you can't just decide on your own. You have to have some sort of supernatural God being in order to make those changes. Right. Okay. Okay. So uh, next up, emergency assistance. If you seek your brother's ox or sheep, oh, if you see, if you see your brother's ox or sheep straying, do not ignore it, but be sure to take it back to him. If the brother does not live near you, or if you do not know where he is, take it home with you and keep it until he comes looking for it. Then give it back to him. Do the same if you find your brother's donkey or his cloak or anything he loses, do not ignore it. If you see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen on the road, do not ignore it. Help him get to his feet. Okay. So be a nice person. Yeah. Be nice to your neighbors. Help them out. You know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. You would think that, um, hey, don't wage a trade war on your neighbors that are good to you. would be (laughs) like, you know, at least sort of relevant to this passage. But uh, I don't know politics. (laughs) Okay. Next up. Coveting prohibited. Deuteronomy chapter five. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Or you shall die. You shall not set your desire on your neighbor's house or land, his manservant or his maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Uh And then the last section of this before we get to the rules of warfare um, is treatment of animals. Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Okay. Um, And that has to do with proper feeding. Like they can eat while they're doing that. Um, Also, there's a specific, oh, that, and that one's Deuteronomy chapter 25. This coming up, Deuteronomy chapter 22, apparently you have to have respect for birds. Um, if you (laughs) wait a second, you mean uh, like I have to have respect for birds after I cleanse my house of mold with using bird's blood? Well, well, yeah. So you kill the one bird, then dip the live bird in In the the, blood of its brother. Yeah. And then fucking fling it around to get the blood everywhere. And then you let it go all bloody and shit after you've horrified it. But respect, yo. 
Yes. So if you come across a bird's nest beside the road, either in a tree or on the ground, and the mother is sitting on the young or the eggs, do not take the mother with the young. You may take the young, but be sure to let the mother go so that it may go well with you and you may have a long life. So you can take her babies. Just so don't can, take them all together. You can you can kidnap the kids. You just got to leave the mother so that she can but live another day. <laughs> it's like, I want you to live knowing that you couldn't have done anything to save them. Yeah, you can take the eggs. You that can seems savage. You can take the young. But it's kind of those don't boil a goat in its mother's milk. <laughs> It's like, don't, don't take the, when you take the baby birds or the eggs, don't take the mom, leave her there. Yeah. Well, well, you know, back when I worked at a fast food restaurant for chickens, Uh uh, like, like it it was a chicken restaurant where we would like do uh, wings and like uh, chicken fingers and whatnot. Uh You would make this special mix to help, you know, the flour adhere to the chicken Right. Breasts or tenders or whatnot. Yeah. And it would be made of milk and eggs. And so you would basically, yeah. you would wash the, the chicken in, in the unfertilized yolk of the young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how everybody breads chicken. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I, just for those that weren't, you know, didn't know how that's exactly done, like yeah. in a restaurant. Oh, I mean, I do that in our kitchen too. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying for people that don't know, that's yeah. why I was explaining it. Yeah. They do stuff like that though. I mean, with, with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You know, the, what is that movie? Um, Beautician and the Beast, where she's feeding the chicken chicken. <laughs> Remember when she gets the chicken? Yeah. yeah. And she, the mother's like, you're feeding the chicken chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So rules of warfare. Are you ready? We're going to battle. All right. All right. So preparation for battle. Deuteronomy chapter 20. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. When you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and give you victory. Um, okay, so I, I don't ever remember God coming down, wielding a sword, and like killing a whole bunch of fucking people. What I remember, at least in the Bible and the things that I know, like of the different campaigns that they say happened, it was never God. It was always people that did it. They just had an extreme confidence that God was fighting on their side. Yeah, or like, you know, the whole come down as a cloud and the cloud lifts and everybody's fucking dead thing. Yeah, that would have been more convincing, you know. Or I'm just the, saying. Uh, the, what, the pit dropping the bottom out of the ground oh the sarlacc pit yeah Yeah. i mean it seems like god does more to to fucking um torture his own people than to actually fight on their side in battle yeah all right so moving on the officers shall say to the army has anyone built a new house and not dedicated it let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else may dedicate it has does dedicate mean fuck the wife and impregnate her Like I'm, I'm gonna, I need to dedicate my house, sir. It probably, it probably means you got to do the whole bird blood ritual. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't know. It's either, it's either bud, uh, the bird blood ritual, or fuck your wife. Yeah, I don't know. Perhaps. 
Um, Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else enjoy it. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else may marry her. Then the officers shall add, is any man afraid or faint hearted? Let him go home so that his brothers will not become disheartened too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So if a soldier is afraid or disheartened, let him go home? Yeah, they get to leave. So they get an exemption just because they're afraid. You think that's what Donald Trump used to get out of the army? No, no he, he used, used bone spurs. Yeah, bone oh, spurs. bone spurs, not bunions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain that if he could have just been like, I'm afraid, he might have said that and then had the record sealed. I don't know if he would have said that. (laughs) I don't feel like he would have said that. Can Um, you just write on there as brown spurs? I mean, I'm really scared to go to war. (laughs) Um, Okay, so when the officers have finished speaking to the army, they shall appoint commanders over it. Okay, so rules of siege. You ready? We're continuing on. When you march up to attack a city, make its people an offer of peace. If they accept and open their gates, all the people in it shall be all the people in it shall be subject to forced labor and shall work for you. So that's if they accept your offer of peace. You still they still are subjects of you subjects to you and you can force them into labor. So. Basically, if they surrender to you, don't fight them, just enslave them. Yes. And remember, you can take women as slaves and fuck them. We're going to get there. Oh, okay. If they refuse to make peace and they engage you in battle, lay siege to that city. When the Lord your God delivers it into your hand, put the sword, put to the sword all the men in it. So kill all the men. If they surrender, you lay siege. It, well, if no, not if they surrender, if they okay. engage you in battle and then once you win the battle, whether they run away or they give up or whatever later, you still kill all the men, kill all the men, yep. take the women as well, sex let, slaves. Let's, let, let me continue. Oh, OK. As for the women, the children, the livestock and everything else in the city, you may take these as plunder for yourselves. So women are plunder. Uh, they're uh, the, Yes, they are property in mm-hmm. this context. So, yeah, definitely plunder, plunder away on that bitch. And <laughs> and you may use the plunder the Lord your God gives you from your enemies. This is how you are to treat all the cities that are at a distance from you and do not belong to the nations nearby. However, the cities of the nations the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance do not leave alive anything that breathes. Completely destroy them. The Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Otherwise, they will teach you to follow all the detestable things they do in worshiping their gods, and you will sin against the Lord your God. So kill every single thing that breathes in the nearby cities when you're taking them over. Oh, wow. Do not, do not do this in this Bible studies. Please, please don't let Trump know that the Bible says this. <laughs> he will go all fucking Hitler. I swear. Okay. However, when you lay siege to a city for a long time, fighting against it to capture it, do not destroy its trees by putting an ax to them because you can eat their fruit. Do not cut them down. Are the trees of the field people that you should besiege them? However, you may cut down trees that you know are not fruit trees and use them to build siege works until the city at war with you falls. So make sure you don't cut down fruit trees, but Mm. kill all the fucking people. Kill all the people, but respect the fruit trees, okay? 
I mean, pe- I mean, all all of the men can just fuck off. But you know, those fruit trees, we need that shit. Well, it says here down at the bottom because the fruit trees are for the benefit of man, uh, but people aren't. So <laughs> fuck all the well, people. Well, men aren't. M- men aren't, but well, the, the women are. True. Okay. Benefit uh, the fuck out of them. Camp regulations, Deuteronomy twenty three. <laughs> don't think i didn't catch that <laughs> you didn't act like you did when you are encamped against your enemies keep away from everything impure okay if one of your uh, if one of your men is unclean because of a nocturnal emission hmm? he, is to go, <laughs> he is to go outside the camp and stay there but as evening approaches he is to wash himself and at sunset he may return to camp Excuse me, sir. Why are all of the men outside of the camp right now? Well, we had a good day. <laughs> and then there were some nocturnal emissions, so. <laughs> well, like, if you have a wet dream, you have to fucking go outside the camp all day the next day. Yeah, you do. That is so stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, next, designate a place outside the camp where you can dig to go relieve yourself. As part of your equipment, have something to dig with. When you relieve yourself, dig a hole and cover up your excrement. For the Lord your God moves about in your camp to protect you and deliver your enemies to you. Your camp must be holy so that he will not see among you anything indecent and turn away from you. (laughs) So I love how they make this about like God walks among you. So bury your shit and not like it's unsanitary to walk and live among your excrement and will give you diseases and you will die. It's right. not about that. It's about God walks here. Can, can so you, make sure it's free as shit, would well, you? Well, yeah. I mean, can you just imagine? It's like, we need to go and bury our shit. Why? Well, because it's causing a lot of sickness. And it stinks. Mm, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you're bullshitting me. <laughs> Fine. God said to do it because he walks in the camp. Oh, well, if God said it, oh, fucking of course I will. I mean, mm-hmm. did you see what he did to those fucks in the Sarlacc pit? <laughs> Or Aaron's sons, who he burned up for using the wrong fucking flame. Yeah, don't fuck with that motherfucker. Nope. He will make good on his shit. If he walks through here and steps in shit, no, sir. <laughs> he will be pissed. Okay, so the last section is about soldiers and marriage. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first we're going to start off Deuteronomy chapter 24. If a man has recently married, he must not be sent to war or have any other duty laid on him. For one year, he is to be free to stay at home and bring happiness to the wife he has married. Basically, if he's just been married, leave him at home so he can get his wife pregnant and be there when the kid is born and then go on to war after that. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the last section, which I think is really interesting, it's still about soldiers and marriage, sort of. Uh, it's about marrying female captives. Oh, yay. Yeah. When you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God gives them into your hand and you take them captive and you see among the captives a beautiful woman and you desire to take her to be your wife and you bring her home to your house, she shall shave her head and pare her nails and she shall take off the clothes in which she was captured and shall remain in your house and lament her father and her mother a full month. After that, you may go in to her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. But if you no longer delight in her, you shall let her go where she wants. But you shall not sell her for money, nor shall you treat her as a slave, since you have humiliated her. You have humiliated her by shaving her head, I guess? No, he fucked her. Oh, he fucked her. Like, so fuck her, and you don't like her. Yeah, you can just let her go. 
you let her go. But you're not allowed to sell her because you humiliated her. You're not allowed to make her a slave because basically you fucked her and now you're getting rid of her. Okay. You basically ruined her. Well, yeah. So basically, <laughs> this seems like just legal jargon for, hey, rape captives. <laughs> Does it not? Yeah, I mean, it, I it mean, just yeah. uh, like like if you were to put like making raping you know ra- uh, captives into like legal jargon and in law, this is how you would do it. I think. Well, yeah, um, you have to. It's interesting. I don't understand the whole idea of you have to wait a month. Like you have to you have to keep her captive for a month before you can fuck her. But then if you don't like fucking her, you can just get rid of her. Yeah. Or you can keep her and be husband and wife. Against her will. Yes. Because that that's true oh, her, well, love. Her, her will is never mentioned in any of this. It doesn't say she can say no. It doesn't nope. say anything about her, her wishes at all. Well, I would think, I mean, I would think that if you came in, you killed her entire family, and then you kept her locked up for a month to mourn her father while she's sitting there being bald, I, I would think that she wouldn't <laughs> want to fuck you. <laughs> she's sitting while she's sitting there being bald yeah okay she, well i mean she's bald she had to cut her hair <laughs> i know it, i mean it <laughs> i don't know it just seems like nobody would sit there and be like oh i'm so glad you're here to fuck me yeah <laughs> no i totally agree i totally agree but this is a completely fine thing to do and it, it's it's really interesting that i had to look that up separately because while they have the verse written here the will the the book chapter and verse they don't actually have it in the book they just have the verse as a listing they don't actually have the verse written out so i had to actually look that up because of course they don't want that in here how do they explain that as being okay at all no they can't can't. and and they don't even try to apologize for it don't even try do not even try so all right i guess i think that's it right yes so you want to hear about next week yes what is next week next week we are going to talk about responsibilities under the laws so we're going to talk about obedience the duty to promulgate what is what what is promulgate well ge promulgate means to like promote their ideas like spread their ideas okay okay um (laughs) um there's a section in here about how reading the law is required. So, which, I mean, I don't know how you would know it if you didn't read it. Of course, I don't, most of these people aren't literate, so I'm not really sure how that works out either. Um, we're going to talk about blessings of obedience. So what happens if you're good? Okay. Punishments for disobedience. So what happens when you're bad? Uh, the effects of repentance. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about concerning things concerning captivity. And then we are done with the laws. <sighs> Oh, that is so awesome. I cannot wait to be done with the laws. I mean, fuck these laws. (laughs) Seriously. They've been going for a long, long time. I can't wait to get back to actual story. Yes. And when we get back to the story, we're going to do the story of conquering the land. Oh, I'm going to have to do a lot of research on this because actually this whole conquering the land thing and everything, there's no historical evidence whatsoever to support the idea that they did all of this. Like there were some slight skirmishes maybe mm-hmm. but like there's nothing on the order of like what the bible says so yeah we're gonna go through all kinds of curses and everything it's gonna be great it's gonna yeah. be great so anyways hey, this, i hope that you'll stick around uh for that and um i guess we'll see you next week with the last episode of the laws yay yay in the meantime don't forget to stand up and use your voice bye heathens bye y'all <laughs>